You're listening to a mini episode of the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening. of Knowledge from the Couch. I'm Kyle, your host still, and today we are going to do one that I literally thought of like two days ago, and I was like, oh shit, I should I should do this because it, it, it works out really well with uh, the episode schedule. So because of that, it is a really quick turnaround time. Um, even the mini episode, the, the last one about suits and stuff, I had that probably recorded like a good week or so in advance. This one is a little closer. I'm literally recording this on Sunday and I'm releasing it Monday, October 9th. The reason I'm releasing it Monday, October 9th and because I do such a quick turnaround is because October 9th is two things actually. One, it's Columbus Day. Boo! Whatever. And the other thing it is is Leif Erikson Day. Interesting enough, those both fall on the same day. And both of those men are known for basically being Europeans that set foot in uh, North America and obviously in school. And I don't know, you know, what I want to think about the education system in the United States now. I knew about Leif Erikson when I was younger, but I also knew a lot of other dumb, stupid things that my classmates didn't know. And that's not to toot my own horn or anything. I was just a big fucking nerd. And so that to me... I feel like Leif Erikson's story is a little bit more common knowledge these days than it used to be, whereas Christopher Columbus's story is, is common knowledge everywhere. Like, you could be the dumbest fucking idiot on earth and probably still have at some point heard of Christopher Columbus just because of the, the credit he was given for what he did. And the reason I'm doing this episode today is because episode six, which isn't out yet but will be out in a couple weeks, is going to be about Christopher Columbus, and it's mostly going to be a B about me shredding his ass because he's a fucking asshole and he sucks and he's dumb. So, you know, I don't I don't like to say that in, in 100% terms, but I feel that pretty strongly towards him. Very little did Christopher Columbus do that was right or, or good. He, he was mostly a dipshit. He was mostly just a, a daughter that got real lucky, uh, a lot like Leif Erikson, Leif the Lucky. Columbus got real lucky. And basically did with his luck, you know, the, the biggest asshole-ish things you can do. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll get that all covered then. This episode is going to be about the true, the true first European guy to set foot in America. 500-ish years or so before Christopher Columbus. And that's about Leif Erikson. So without further ado, let's just hop right into this bitch and talk about... Leif Erikson. I'd probably stop taking you back If I had a heart I'd probably start painting it black And I'm sorry 
only give you all of me You crumble me, you kill me with your subtleties Watch you wave goodbye like troubled ceases Feeling hurt, what love you means I just miss when you were still here But you're with someone different this year You found another way to stop tears while I'm in my bedroom crying Viking men and where they came from, where they lived and everything. So usually when you think of Viking people, you usually think more more in the range of those from Sweden or Denmark or Norway, kind of in that region, even into the English Isles and Ireland, where they tended to hang out a lot as well. But, you know, and some people kind of forget about the places like Iceland and Greenland, Iceland in particular, Iceland actually um, has their language that they that they speak today. Icelandic is actually probably the very closest to Old Norse that Viking people would have would have spoken. So it's actually a really great throwback uh, language wise because Icelanders can actually basically read and write and speak this from the documents that they found from you know. 1100 1200 ad or so they can there are people living who can literally just open the book and be like oh yeah and just read it you know where you think of us you try and i i shouldn't say us so encompassing uh, an english speaker uh american english especially like myself you know i try to bust open beowulf or the canterbury tales or even old shakespeare and it's like the fuck is even most of this bullshit you know it's it's way different you know language evolves for the most part language evolves really crazily just you know due to geographical factors and you know the mixing of, of cultures between you know people you meet and mix with and everything but Icelandic has has really not changed a whole lot since those days and um Eric the Red and we're talking about Leif Eric's son Leif Erikson when you're naming your children it's always name and then whatever son or daughter. And in this case, Eric the Red, father of Leif Eric's son. Eric the Red is kind of where this all starts. Now, the this family in particular was basically from Iceland. So they really weren't even from mainland Europe. Although they, Eric the Red probably was for a little bit and then had moved to Iceland uh, and so on. <laughs> Eric the Red was actually banished from Norway and then also banished from Iceland, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but Iceland is where Leif Erikson was uh, very likely born to Eric the Red in about 
970 or 980 AD. It's kind of a toss-up, kind of difficult to pin it down exactly, but very likely that he was born uh, in Iceland. Uh, and then Eric the Red, his father, was banished from Iceland for manslaughter because that's what you do when you're a Viking, I guess. And they floated their ass over to Greenland. Now, Greenland was pretty unknown and pretty savage at this point in time. So Eric the Red, Leif's father, established the first permanent colony in Greenland. So now you have all these these bases of operation where you can you know, launch expeditions from or you launch ships from see that this is you know we give a lot of credit to Leif Erikson for being far 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 in advance you know a, a guy making it to a place before Christopher Columbus but to be fair to Columbus and this is probably going to be one of the very few concessions to the man Leif had you know and Vikings at this time and anybody up there had the benefit of sort of you know, launch pads, leaping pads, you know, sort of places that you could bounce off of from the mainland. So if you think about it and you look at a map, you see Norway over in Europe, you know, north of England, and you just kind of head straight west, and then you'll eventually bump into Iceland, not too far off. And then you leave Iceland, you basically head about straight west or so, and you would eventually bump into Greenland. And then if you head west from Greenland, you eventually bump into what is now Canada, um, but at that time was not known to to any European people, and and so really you have kind of this this jumping sort of operation, whereas you know Columbus kind of just sailed out in the middle of the fucking ocean because that was kind of dipshit he was, thinking that thinking that he would just you know run into land super quick and be good, and he just got like I say he got lucky. So so Leif Erikson's born in Iceland to Eric the Red. Eric the Red fucks up commits manslaughter because that's what you do like we said heads over to greenland now leif erickson eventually becomes the leader of this this greenland tribe he then later on in i believe i'm reading here either 998 or 999 a.d ends up moving back to norway not permanently but he wanted to go back to norway to to get some guys to go on an expedition now he goes back to norway then in the process randomly just converts to christianity i think because the the king at that time in norway was like hey we're all christians now i guess so you should definitely go you know proselytize this religion to greenland which is you know on the edge of civilization to them and leaf's like all right i guess i'll do that cool so he takes those guys with him and then he heads his way back to greenland so he's on his way back to to Greenland now, and unfortunately, you know, he sails past Iceland. He's on his way to Greenland. He's he's good to go. He kind of runs off course. Now it, you look at these Viking long ships, these Viking longboats that they were using back in these days, and they're they're the craziest thing. They're the absolute insane pinnacle of of seamanship and engineering marvel out of the most simplest material, like. The, the Viking longboat was more advanced than basically any boat at that time. And honestly, even the boats and the caravels and everything that they were using during, you know, exploration times, like in, in Columbus's time, in my opinion, still almost don't carry a candle to the the, the seaworthiness of a ship like the, light, the Viking longboat. Um, the thing you got to remember, though, is these longboats are really not very big at all. And despite being very seaworthy, like they don't sink very easily, they they sail very well with a fairly small crew complement. 
it, it, it's still a huge ocean. And we're talking about, you know, the North Atlantic when you think about things like, oh, hey, the Titanic sunk here hundred you know hundreds of years later. But the North Atlantic, especially during the time that he was making his journey, which would be during the, the autumn time, you know, the sea gets cold. The sea gets really choppy. The sea and the winds and everything just kind of go crazy, especially in the North Atlantic. And he blew him off course where he eventually sort of spotted land that he was unfamiliar with and then eventually made landfall there after having heard a story from another guy, uh, Bjarni Hafforosiala. Uh, these names, I, I had a lot of trouble uh, in the episode you're about to hear with a few of the Chinese names coming up in the Dalai Lama episode. Fucking these Norse names. You'd think I'd be better at it from some weird inborn genetic thing with, with some you know, Scandinavian genetic material inside me too. But Jesus Christ, some of these things. It's like when you get to Old Norse and Icelandic, it's impossible. Bjarni. Bjarni's the dude. So Bjarni had, had also spotted this land but hadn't actually been there. And, and he commissions this guy to go with him. So they go to this land. They, they, they hop down for a second and go, oh, shit. You know, this place is great. You know, he calls it Vinland later because of what he spotted, which he says were self-sown fields of wheat and grapevines. So he goes, okay, cool. This is great. This is his new place. You know, not understanding, obviously, the significance of, of it by any means because, you know, when we're thinking about when we're going back to Iceland and Greenland and all these things, it's just like it's just another hopping stone, so to speak. It's like, well, I guess we we go west from Iceland and we hit Greenland and we go west from Greenland and we hit Vinland. We're just here now. So, you know, not understanding that this is an entirely new continent to these people, a huge, humongous landmass that basically, you know, remains completely and utterly unexplored by European people. But to Leif Erikson, he's just like, oh, it's another place. Cool. Sweet. So a lot like Columbus, he didn't know any better either. And that's the thing we'll talk about with Columbus later is he didn't fucking know where the hell he was. You know, Erikson also didn't really know the significance of where he was, but it's because it didn't really matter to him and his people. You know, it was just another place to go to. So he heads back to Greenland to, you know, finish his Christianizing of the place and then gathers more people. And then they go back to Vinland, or at least they try to go back to Vinland and find where he landed, but they sort of run into a little trouble. So you're looking at the map and he sort of he sort of pops over the direction he thought he was going, but he was a little bit off, and he very likely ran into what is now called Baffin Island, or called Hilland at that time. Really inhospitable, just a cold, shitty, rocky fucking island. You know, if you look at it and it's like, oh, this is a really shitty place to be, it's kind of like that. It's a lot like what most of Greenland is north of where you can settle any sort of, uh, of colony there. So they go, okay, well, this is definitely not the place that we went before, we should hop back onto the sea, kind of follow the land and see where we can go. They hop back in their ships and they head southwest bound just to see if they can get anywhere. Then eventually they run into Labrador, which is a little bit south and is part of what is nowadays Labrador and Newfoundland in Canada. Uh, they, they find a little bit more good stuff there. It's not the rocky, snowy, garbage place that Baffin Island is. It's a little bit nicer, but to, to leaf. He knows that this is still not the place that I want to be. I just need to keep going to find, you know, what we what we'd found before. Eventually, he after a couple of days of sailing makes landfall at the very tippy tip top of Newfoundland in a place called Lanceau Meadow. That's my shit French. Uh, 
Um, it's and he finds it to be pretty reasonable, pretty nice, a lot like the place that they had spotted and landed before. So he actually splits his group up and sends some of them back to Greenland and sends and has some of them stay in what he was calling, you know, Vinland because of the vines and everything. And they actually make a winter there and sit there and make a settlement. So the first real, you know, I wouldn't call it a permanent settlement. It wasn't meant to be colonized in that way where people would, you know, eventually build like a town or city or whatever, but enough to the point where they stayed there for an extended period of time because sailing in the winter time is going to be really rough and tumble. So they stay there. Eventually they head back to, to Greenland after they're done and that's sort of it. Also, by the way, on his way back to Greenland, Leif Erikson pits up a couple of uh, Icelandic castaways uh, just randomly, which is what earned him his nickname of Leif the Lucky. But he was also, you know, lucky to find all these other things as well. So that's that's really the story about how, you know, Leif Erikson in the year 1000 touched North American soil far before anybody else from Europe had done so. And it's really funny looking back at it, too, because... While there was no permanent settlement set up there, there is documentation that Norse people would continue to go back and forth between this area, Greenland Ice, and all this, you know, this North Atlantic thing. They would continue to go back and north, you know, taking back timber, taking back graves, taking back whatever it is that you would find there. You know, so nonchalantly, like it's just a whatever, just another place, you know. So that's kind of why I think that this really didn't spark up anything until later on because in the history books it was just so whatever it was just so like oh well i guess we're just gonna fucking go here and get some stuff and then we're just gonna leave goodbye you know just like you'd go to you just like you just go to the store to get groceries that was just as 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 mundane as it was for these guys but many many hundreds of years before other europeans had found their way there leif erickson and his crew had found their way there um eventually in 1960, now coming into the modern day, because this is the whole thing. You you have the the book called the the Book of the Icelanders, and this is where a lot of the information that I'm telling you was parsed from. It was it was parsed from this document that you know goes through the saga of Eric the Red. So that's why I included him with Leif Erikson, because Eric the Red is a big part of you know Leif's life. And was basically the big reason why he was in Greenland in the first place, which allowed him to pop on over to Vinland, modern-day Newfoundland. And, you know, we're reading this stuff, and everybody's like, well, you know, maybe it's just kind of conflagrated. Maybe it's just made up. We don't really know if this is actually what happened. You know, we're just going to kind of go with what we really know and our better records from, you know, the 1400s, 1500s when, you know, Columbus and others had been sailing. They go, okay, well, this is just, this is just what it is. You know, this whole story about how somehow Norse Viking people had, had made their way to, to North America far before these other Europeans. That can't be, that can't be right. And in 1960, at this site, uh, Lanzameto, they actually found evidence uh, and it's now a UNESCO World Heritage Site, they found evidence that there had been Norse people settled there, at least at some point, you know, just from the stuff they left behind. So they go, oh, well, great, there it is. There's the proof we needed that somebody at some point was actually, you know, was actually here. Uh, and, and then eventually, you know, Leif Erikson Day is also coined. And interestingly enough, Leif Erikson Day and Columbus Day are on the same day. So kind of funny there. Um you know, there'll be a lot of people who 
who want to get rid of Columbus Day because of the asshole he was. And it, that's a, a story for another time, a story that we're going to get into fairly soon, but a story for another time. And some people who would also probably be pretty happy getting rid of Leif Erikson Day because in the end, like Columbus, Leif Erikson didn't discover shit. He didn't find a place that nobody had been. You know, there there are stories written where um, some of the Viking people, you know, who are making these return trips to Vinland would run into what they called Skraling. I think that's what you'd say. And that was the name that the, the Norse people had given to the, the indigenous peoples. And it kind of ended a lot like other European sort of things where it was very conflict bound. Now, very fortunately for Leif Erikson's reputation and his crew's reputation, they didn't go around fucking killing everybody and giving everybody disease and just ruining a you know culture and civilization of people who had already been there. So lucky for them, they didn't ever get that far into it. But like I said in my previous point, there are a lot of people who are you know on the on the one side of the coin, you have the people who are very much just like I, you know, Columbus Day, Leif Erikson Day, it's all great. Then you know a lot of people in the middle who don't know or give a shit. Then the other people on the other side of the coin who would you know rather make it sort of like an Indigenous Peoples Day because obviously they were already here during that time so you know the least you could do was give them a fucking day where we can go buy a mattress for 15 percent off or whatever i don't know but either way that is the story of leaf erickson leaf the lucky leaf the badass leaf the 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 handsome scandinavian viking boy who fucking ran off course from greenland made it to a place that he didn't know was you know a new place and was a first european to set foot in america so that's it that is the mini episode, another real short one in the books, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It's always fun to do these. The next episode you're going to hear on this upcoming Friday is about the Dalai Lama and the Panchen Lama, and then the next week you're going to hear the Christopher Columbus episode, so we'll get a little bit of a little bit crossover action between the two of those. Uh, but until then, thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle F. Steinhauser. You can find me. Sorry, that was that's my Instagram handle. Huh. Kyle F. Steinhauser on Instagram. Ugh. Here we go. We're already fucking falling apart at the end. Kyle Steinhauser on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We got a we got a Facebook group for the podcast now. It's Knowledge from the Couch Podcast. If you search it on Facebook, you can find us. Like it. I obviously post links to the podcast every time I put it out. I put out pictures. I like to just shoot the shit with everybody. It's a fun time. And you can email the show at knowledgecouch at gmail.com if you want to tell me that this was fucking dumb too. Whatever you want to do. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, all the fun places. I would ask you guys uh, very nicely, if you do find us there and you're not subscribed already, please subscribe because that's fun. And please rate the podcast while you're there. If you want to give it five stars, I'd love you forever. If you don't, I don't care either. You can do whatever you want to do. I am not in control of your life. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. But please subscribe and rate. That it it makes it more visible to other people. And even though I sort of started this as a you know pet project to do nothing with, I would I really would like other people to listen just because it's it's fun to have people listen to your work and give you feedback and all that kind of stuff. So until then guys, thanks for listening. I ain't here for the money, I ain't here for the fame 
might be nice to Own a jet plane, I'ma do it all for you Come along and see it's true But the world is pretty cold, you might need a sweater too I'ma put a ride on ya, get from California Trying to make it in life, a school that never taught ya Dreams of my own, I've been working from home I can do it on my own, but sometimes it gets cold like I wanna see